From BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Bethany Vikings Podcast, hosted by Brock Aker and Gabe States. Welcome to Episode 3 of the Bethany Vikings Podcast. I'm Gabe Stace. I'll be hosting solo this week, as we were kind enough to give Brock Aker this one off, so he could spend some time with family at home during the extended President's Day weekend. Speaking of President's Day, always a big time to do some car shopping, furniture shopping, whatever else you might see on the television ads. Also a big time for Bethany basketball. Both men's and women's teams went undefeated this past week to stay undefeated on the year. Of course, they didn't play any games since the last time we spoke to you. But still, I guess that's just how the season has been with so many unknowns. Throw in the scheduled off day this past Saturday the 13th, and we have no new action to report on the basketball front from last time. And I'm just thinking ahead here, hopefully those conference games can be made up as much as possible. With only a couple of weeks left to play, things look murky to say the least. And we can only hope for good health from here on out, Uh, as it seems like right now every game played is a victory in and of itself. It'll be interesting to see what the conference might come up with in terms of having the UMAC tournament and any necessary changes that might need to take place for that to happen. Anyways, on this week's episode, we've got the man who's run the fastest indoor mile in Bethany Vikings history, Jake Anderson, along with fellow veteran runner Jacob Tesh joining the show. We'll do a rundown of the second women's indoor track and field meet from this last Saturday at the University of Wisconsin-Superior, and we'll preview some of the action ahead with spring somewhere around the corner, although Punxsutawney Phil brought us bad news in that regard, if you want to trust a groundhog for the weather forecast, that is. But first up, in light of recent basketball postponements and all the shortened seasons to be had, I just wanted to share some thoughts on the current state of D3 sports, especially here in the UMAC and at Bethany with what athletes are going through. I think a big portion of our audience understands a lot of this stuff already, but just to put what's happening in perspective. You've got athletes who are willingly subjecting themselves to these heightened COVID protocols, knowing full well that their season is is going to be cut in half, if not more so in a lot of cases. They're full-time students, a lot of them have jobs on or off campus, they're doing internships, Seniors are working on capstone projects. We have student teachers like what Hannah Geisfeld told us on the pod that she is doing two weeks ago. Yet they're finding time and becoming so creative in different ways to train and practice just to have the chance to play a few games or matches, to run in a couple of meets, whatever the case might be. They do it because they love the sport. They love the competition. They love being with their teammates, working together to achieve a common goal. They love the challenge of becoming better. There's no money. There's no guarantee that right now the games are even going to be played. For winter sports, we just found out there's no national tournament to, put, to potentially motivate them. But they're doing all the preparation work that comes with having a regular season. They have to be ready for whatever game or meet opportunity comes their way. The sacrifice these athletes have made, and it's not just the athletes, by the way, It's coaches having to adjust to protocols and change their plans on the fly. It's extra meetings on athletic directors' ends, like Don Westfall's. It's UMAC directors who have to follow certain guidelines while also having every opinion under the sun being thrown at them. It's the people in the athletics training department, like Paul Osterman and his staff. It's Katie Joe as coordinator of sports information, keeping up with all the news and reporting it to fans for our benefit. 
so that any game we see, any Bethany sporting event that Brock and I get the privilege to talk about with this platform on this podcast representing the Bethany Athletics Department, it's all of the work that's going into the season just to have the opportunity to play a few games at a Division three level. Now, I'm not the kind of person to really appreciate this stuff much or to dwell on it too much. I just want to play and watch sports, and I'm a results-driven kind of guy. But when you take a step back and see what's being done, especially by the athletes, it's honestly amazing. And it's because they love the game. And they're doing so much more beyond their sports, too. We'll talk with Jake and Anderson here in just a minute. He is an unbelievably busy guy this time of year. I won't spoil anything right now. But what he's doing outside of running laps around the track is not all that uncommon among Bethany athletes and their involvement in different things. We heard last week from Hunter Nielsen on the pod about the passion he has once he steps onto the court, his love for competition and the desire he has to win and beat his opponent. I mean, he might show it more than other people, but that's the kind of love for the game that I'm talking about. And I've had so many casual conversations from athletes from virtually any sport here on campus. And they all just want to play. They love the game. That's why they've continued to train so hard. I've personally experienced it with golf. I thought we were going to have a season this past fall. I busted my tail last summer getting better. We wanted to play. And as we started arriving on campus, we learned that it was going to be pushed back seven or eight months. Yet we're still working on our games. Something like my experience has happened at some point with every sport in the past 350 days. And there's no better example than what D3 athletes like those on the Vikings teams uh, have done in that time. So let's appreciate every game, match, meet, and tournament we might have this year. It's a privilege to have sports for enjoyment in society, one of the great blessings that we have. So let's really treasure it and keep working, keep supporting athletes in these programs so that they can be built up again to full strength, with full seasons being played with fans in attendance at some point in the near future. They've done so much this year for such a small external award. It's the least we can do as fans of these athletes and teams. So there's some food for thought to get us started. All right, as promised, we have announcer of Bethany Hoops, the all-time record holder for the fastest indoor mile in Bethany history set last year. He's a captain of the men's track and field team, Jake Anderson. And along with him, we've got Jacob Tesh, member of the men's track and field team and cross country. Jaken, how's it going? Fantastic. How are you, Gabe? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Tash, same question to you. It's going great. Thanks for asking. So I just did a long monologue talking about what athletes have gone through in the past year. Can you guys take me back to uh, late August, if you can, and recall how, as a cross-country member, you found out that there'd be no fall season and what your reaction was? Um, it was it was interesting just because we were told, like, hey, we're going to have this season going on um you know we're gonna have a couple conference meets we'll have a conference uh like a fall and conference meets and stuff like that and we're really excited just to have something kind of get back into normalcy and stuff and then the day that we moved back the coaches had a meeting and we're like yeah we're gonna just we're, we're just gonna do inter squad stuff and just have it be based on like practices within our teams which i mean understood but it was just kind of disappointing just because from an athlete's perspective you know miss the competition and stuff like that but um we were able to at least you know kind of do some inner squad meets and just practice and get to know the team and stuff like that kind of see what we're going to have looking for next year um and just be able to do that at least still so 
that was that was good at least a little bit, I guess. But Jacob, I see you nodding along. Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, from what I remember, I remember moving in. We were kind of told, like, yeah, we're going to have a season. We're just waiting on, like, finalization of meets and just some different protocols and stuff like that. And then I remember going through our NCAA meetings the next day and just having a kind of an emergency meeting right after that, a quick meeting, and just told we're not going to have a season. So that was kind of tough, but then we still got to have inter-squad meets, like Jake and said. So we were able to bond as a team. Right, and me being in golf um – I found out through you guys that there was a good chance that I wouldn't be having a golf season cross country and um, golf were the last two sports kind of to be canceled there. Um, But going back even further, going back to um, the indoor season last year, nationals got cut short. Uh, You guys missed the entire outdoor season. What was that feeling like as, as the whole thing went down? Um, it, it was really tough just because for me, at least from like, uh, athletics perspective, you know, for conference, for indoor, I set the mile record and had some real good momentum going and stuff like that. And was really looking forward to outdoor to keep improving and stuff. Um, went to regionals at Stevens point and kind of had a bad three K, but I was like, you know what? I can just keep working for outdoor and stuff like that. You know, no big deal. Um, go home for spring break and all of a sudden get a phone call from coach saying, yeah, so we probably aren't having an outdoor season uh, if we're even able to go back to campus. And I'm like, oh, um, okay. So just having that kind of taken away just kind of made put things into perspective in that, you know, what we're able to do, it isn't always going to be a given, you know. For us, even this season two, we're taking each meet for what it's worth and like really putting everything we can into it and then um, just moving on to the next one, you know, because we don't know how many we're going to have this year or anything like that. So it it definitely sucked, but it was a good life lesson. Like, hey, you only get to do this for a short amount of time. Make each time you do it worth it. So Great takeaway. Um, what do you guys prefer? Do you prefer to uh, run track or run cross country? I'm more of a cross country guy, definitely. I just enjoy the longer races, and it's just more entertaining to me i'm not really a big speed guy i'm just more of an endurance guy um i kind of go both ways it kind of depends upon what season we're in so like right now i'm a big track guy and like i love putting in the work for like speed and stuff like that but then when we're in cross country i eat up the miles and love doing the mileage workouts and stuff too so i kind of go both ways but yeah um jacob we'll start with you can you describe uh, your team right now this season yeah, we actually have a lot of incoming freshmen this year, so it's kind of a good, or it's kind of a new team, so we're just kind of learning and a bond with everybody, just bonding as a team, I guess, new teammates, everything like that, teaching all the new freshmen the ropes. And Jake, and with that, what has, been, what has it been like for you in a leadership role with this team with so many freshmen? Um, It's been a lot of fun just because a lot of new, uh, like Tesh said, a lot of new teammates, and just being able to kind of be like, hey, this is how we're going to do things with this team and kind of be working with coach to set the team how we see it or how we want it to be set. But then also realizing that, you know, with how many new faces we have, being open to change and like doing different things and stuff too, it's been just an absolute blast. And um, I love working with all the guys and even the women too. Uh, We have a lot of hard workers and a lot of dedicated people on the team this year, which is really, really awesome. So um, just being able to kind of be excited for practice every day because you never know what coach is going to have or what everybody's going to do is um, has been an absolute blast. 
What are your expectations for this shortened season? And maybe touch on um, your preparation, your training, how that's been affected with COVID. Um, I mean, I think we're going to be very competitive come conference time. I don't think we know exactly how competitive. Um, just because we have a lot of new faces, we don't know how people are going to react come conference time. Uh, the biggest thing that we're kind of telling everybody is, you know, just go out, compete. You have a bad race. All right, shake it off. You got another one coming up. Um, especially with the way the conference schedule is going to work, everybody's going to have two or three different events at least. So just making sure that people are in the right headspace, right mindset, like you can do this. You just got to dig deep and find grit and do it for your teammates. Um, for me personally, my training's kind of changed in the fact, especially with the cold right now, I've had to do a lot more of biking and elliptical work versus actually being able to go out and run especially with me being a distance runner it's kind of difficult when it's super cold out because fluid in your lungs can freeze and it's just not safe so having to do a lot more indoor work and we can't go to the msu track just with covid and everything like that so um training's kind of changed that way but then i'm also hoping to hopefully go out and drop a banner get a banner i've i've been ranked pretty highly in my events so just going out and competing and trying to put my best foot forward for the team um and score as much as I can so we can get a team banner too. So, Jacob, same question to you. Yeah, I'd say right now going along with competing, but also just going out and have fun, you know, with COVID and everything going on. Really, especially for our older guys, you really don't know how many meets you're going to have left. Like all of a sudden we could have our meets just get canceled, but like last year. So basically just going out competing, having fun with it. If you have a bad race, just shake it off because you don't know how many more you're going to get. In your recent events, you've had, or your recent event, you've had a lot of dry air um, inside what has that been like running uh, for those of us who don't run like me so imagine that it's like 85 outside and you're like being active running around whether it's playing a game or something like that and you feel that your throat's getting dry so you drink a bottle of water and you feel it kind of go away and stuff like that or you've been talking a lot and your throat just kind of feels coarse or uh, yeah coarse um imagine that but no matter how much water you drink it just doesn't go away like it just stays there and it stays there for days, you know, and there, there were times too, when I'm like in class and I just, I had to cough and it wasn't because I was sick or anything like that. It was just, my throat was that dry. And no matter how much water you drink, it just feels like it's still that dry. When did you guys get your start in running? I'll start with you, Jacob. I started actually my eighth grade year. One of my friends told me to join the track team in high school and I started off sprinting didn't know how I felt about it. Went for a few distance runs with the milers and two milers and just kind of fell in love with it and joined cross country. And I've been running ever since. Jagan, for you? Um, for me, I was always told, hey, join cross country, join track. But um, during high school, I didn't do things in the fall just because I was like, you know, I, I didn't really want to or didn't really see the point. Um, and then in the spring, I was golfing uh, and playing for the golf team. So my senior year, my sister was like, hey, I'm doing cross country, and my parents gave me the choice of either playing football, sitting at school, or joining cross country with my sister because I they didn't want to have to drive her to and from school. Ultimately, I chose cross country, fell in love with it, um, quit golf for track, much to the chagrin of my golf coach, um, and fell in love with that too, got recruited to come here, and now here we are. Wow, that's a late start for you. Um you guys both played hoops in high school, I understand. Um, can you tell me what, what that was like, Jacob? 
Oh, it was entertaining. I guess that's the first sport that I played in high school. And I mean, I'm always going to love basketball, but just over time, I kind of fell more in love with running. So I had good time, a good time in high school, made good friends, but it was just an experience and running kind of took over that love. Jacob? Um, My basketball experience, I went from being like the king of grade school to the end of the bench guy in high school for about three years or so. Um, and it really kind of taught me like, you know, if you're going to work, if you want to work at something or you want to do something, you really have to work for it. Um, my senior year, I was blessed enough to be named captain to my basketball team and be able to get some decent playing time and stuff like that, even start a couple games. But to get to that point, I really had to grind and um, kind of learn and take a back seat and observe and different things. So that way, when my number was called, I was ready to go and play and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of what's translated here, too, is just knowing that in order to be good or great, you have to put in a lot of work and do the and go the extra mile to be able to be good at what you do. So um, it was a grind of a playing career, but it was definitely something that I look back and cherish a lot of memories from. Now, you guys are still big Hoops fans, I know. Um, and Jake, and you're doing some announcing for uh, the Bethany basketball teams. What has that been like for you? What what experience has that given you? I I have enjoyed it so much. Um, you know, I came in wanting to be a sports broadcaster and kind of be like that Joe Buck type of guy who's like calling all the big games and stuff like that. But um, ultimately decided to go a different route and look into coaching and being a physical education teacher and stuff like that. But still being able to do something that I really enjoy and kind of can fall back on as a hobby is just it's fantastic. Um, you know, we've had a lot of close games and a lot of fun games, especially the past couple of years with both teams being competitive as they are and um, both teams being able to host conference tournaments last year and stuff like that before the virus hit and make deep or semi-deep uh, tournament runs and have a lot of good close games. It's been an absolute blast and I've enjoyed every second of it. And I understand you're coaching uh, some C-Squad basketball at a local high school. Uh, can you tell us how you got your start into that and how that's been going. So this actually started back in like January of 2020 when the um, varsity basketball coach at uh, Minnesota Valley Lutheran High School in New Ulm, Minnesota, uh, he he was talking to me and um, I had been doing some ref work for him, uh, refing some C-team games and stuff and enjoying that. And then he's like, yeah, we're going to need a new C-team coach. Like the guy that we have this year won't be back next year and stuff. I'm like, well, I would be interested in he kept that in mind and actually texted me in November when they were looking at getting their season going. He was like, hey, so would you still be interested in doing this? I'm like, well, I got to talk to Coach Dunn first and talk to Coach Dunn. He's like, honestly, now is probably the time because who knows what we're going to have for a season. Um, decided to take it, and I've just I've had an absolute blast. Like those guys, they just they get after it for me, and – um, we have a lot of fun. We we work hard in practices. It's been showing in games too. Like yesterday, um, we had a game where we played Maple River, and it was just a grinded out game back and forth. Um, just an absolutely fun game. Um, they joked that my face got really red during the whole game, so um, I could tell that I was in it and wanted to win it. But it was just an absolute blast, and it has been. And I look forward to the future of being able to do that more. And that goes back um, earlier to what I was saying, how busy a lot of these athletes are. Um, you both are working, correct? Yes. Uh, Tesh is nodding. So, um, Jacob, what's your schedule been like as a student athlete? Um, and maybe how has it changed from previous years? 
you know, especially in previous years, like my freshman, even sophomore year, I was never really working. But now with classes, busy class schedule, especially with graduation coming up this winter, um, that work and athletics, it's really hard to balance everything, especially friends and personal life too, because you really kind of have to decide what your priorities are in life. And being in athletics has really helped me with that. Just kind of balance everything, make time for everything. It's really helped with time management too. So it's difficult to balance everything, but in the end, it's really worthwhile. To kind of wrap things up here, can you guys describe the camaraderie of the team? I know uh, you two are really close. Um, what is what has it been like forming relationships with some of the guys? Um, it, it's different from year to year just because we get different individuals on the team. I'd say this year, I think this is the quickest we've kind of formed relationships with the freshmen than in years past. Because I know when we were freshmen, we were a lot of just like individual type people that we're just kind of like doing our own thing. We didn't really form a bond until at least halfway through the year or something like that. This year it felt almost like right away, especially with the group of freshmen that we have and stuff, that like those bonds just clicked right away. And um, just being able to kind of joke around with them in practices or do events outside of practice and stuff like that. You know, we've had video game nights and stuff like that and just watching different games, maybe a football game or something too, or going and doing different things. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever been a part of a team that's had that bond formed as quickly as we've had with this group this year. So that's been really, really awesome too. For you, Jacob? I'd say kind of the same thing. Just this team has definitely bonded a lot faster than some of our teams in years past. Just all the freshmen have been a lot pretty outgoing. So it's been easy to bond with them. And I know in the past, like in high school, I've always had teams that have always bonded really well. But I'd compare this. I'd say this team is probably the team that's bonded the best in my years of running and in, in team sports. All right, those were members of the men's cross country and track and field team, Jake and Anderson and Jacob Tesh. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Gabe. All right, moving on and looking back at the women's track and field performance, their second and final meet at the University of Wisconsin Superior before the UMAC championships on February twenty seventh. This meet took place. February 13th, this past Saturday. We're going to highlight some top performances here. The meet was not scored for the second straight time. In the 60-meter hurdles, fifth place was Megan McHugh. In the 800 run, in fourth and fifth place, we had Sienna Hoppy and Chloe Kuhlman. In the mile run, in third place, freshman Jordan Merwin. In fifth place, Chloe Kuhlman. Uh, By the way, Jordan Merwin uh, improved on her time from uh, her first meet by about 15 seconds, Chloe Kuhlman, right at the six-minute mark again. The 4 by 400 relay. In second place, Bethany Lutheran A-team, Sienna Hoppy, Kayla Tobin, Chloe Kuhlman, and Jordan Merwin. And the B-team finished in third place with Jasmine Bejarano, Megan McHugh, Naomi Adeniyi Aikens, Sophie, and Sophie Pierce. In the high jump in fifth place was Jasmine Bejarano, in the triple jump, fourth place, Megan McHugh. And once again, the Vikings will conclude their season at the UMAC Championships February 27th. Once again, that will be hosted at the University of Wisconsin-Superior. Okay, moving on to the week ahead. We have men's and women's basketball teams hopefully getting back to action. The men's team hits the road this week as the women's team begins a homestand. They both will face Northwestern and Minnesota Morris, respectively, this Thursday the 18th and Saturday the 20th. 
So some tough tests ahead for the basketball teams. It really should be a good measuring stick of where they are at as the UMAC tournament approaches. Also this Saturday, we have the men's track and field team competing at the College of St. Scholastica for their final tune-up prior to the UMAC championships. And lastly, we have the Bethany softball team back in action. That's right, some spring sports action underway. As Bethany will be hosting at the MSU Fieldhouse for the Bethany Invitational, they plan on playing four total games split up between Saturday and Sunday. And that will do it for this week's podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm Gabe Stace. We'll be back next week with Brock Aker, hopefully to cover an abundance of action that may take place. Until then, stay safe and go Vikings.